Now, the previous episode was called I Like Google Earth. I like Google too. It's quite good. Uh, I like Google Earth. Uh, uh, because, you know, compared to your average map, it doesn't manipulate you politically. Uh, your average map on a 2D page or an atlas or whatever, or wherever, um, it, it necessarily uh, alters your sense of reality as to what's what in the world. You know, for example, the size of Russia, um, how nice England is, you know, because it's a nice pink colour, uh, compared to some of those other countries that have got nasty colours. You know, when the English painted the colours, you know, that sort of thing. Now, okay, so if that episode was about, um, essentially, well, how much I like Google Earth, but on a more deep level, um, how maps in history, other than Google Earth, which is not really a map, it's, it's like being in a spacecraft, looking down on the Earth from any angle. Australia can be up at the top of the world. The South Pole can be the North Pole and all that sort of stuff. You can tip it on its side and spin it around the other way. Yeah. Okay. You can spin it at 45 degrees. You can do anything. That was the sun going past. Now, you might even get some sound effects here. Uh, now, um, I like Google Earth. So, uh... Uh, now, um, because it doesn't manipulate you, your sense of um, reality uh, in terms of what's what in the world, um, in terms of place. You know, is Greenland that big compared to um, some country that's about the same size that's closer to the equator? No, it's not. It just looks bigger because um, that's what happens when you uh, project a, a uh, the surface of a planet that's on a sphere uh, onto a 2D page. All right, so that's that. And you can project it in different ways, not in that way, the way we're used to, which is called a Mercator map. But if you do that, it warps the map in other ways, which again... Um, manipulate the way you think about the world and all that sort of thing. Right, so I like Google Earth. Um, but if it manipulates, if maps, the maps of the world, no matter how they're drawn, manipulate, there's your sound effects, uh, manipulate, off you go, uh, manipulate your thinking, um, then, um, yeah, in terms of um, what's reality now, then all through history that has been the case. Well, there's been maps anyway. And also our view of history is manipulated. So, you know, if you draw a map, there's some more sound effects for you. If you draw a map, um, if you have a map of a certain country that hasn't been that country for long, Look, the map of Hungary, let's say. You know, you look at the map of Hungary. Ah, oh, the Hungarians live there. They must live there forever, you know. Um, 
But they haven't. They've only been there for a thousand years. A thousand years. And before that, there's just no Hungarians there. No Huns, anyway. Yeah, that sort of thing. Um, <laughs> I'm busy. I'll wait till you go. Till you're quite finished. Um, if that's the case, um, that was my son, um, then our view of history, oh yeah, you, if you look at the map of the world now, it warps your idea, probably, unless you're really careful, um, of what happened backwards in time in history. You get to feel, you, know, you look at England, you say, that's always been England, but it hasn't. You know, um, you know, England paints the British Empire pink on a map, and, um, and you know, England never, ever, ever will be slaves. You know, all that sort of stuff, and they start singing songs like that and all that sort of thing. And England is going to win the war in World War Two and World War One because the Italians, you know, they'll never beat us in... And the French, they'll never beat us, and the Germans will never beat us, you know, because we're England. But when you look into history, the Italians did defeat England. Um, on that spot, anyway, uh, the Romans took it over and turned all the in, in inhabitants into slaves. Um, and then on another occasion, you know, the Italians left, the Romans left, and then the Germans swarmed in and took over. So England was defeated by the Germans, you know, the Anglos and the, the Angles and the Saxons. And then, you know, a bit of time came along and then the Normans came across. And that's, you know, that's kind of the French um, coming across and um, defeating England. Yeah, they get defeated over and over and over and over again. But um, looking at a map of England and buying into what things look like, if you only studied geography and not history, your automatic reflex on how history has been would be that England's always been in the pink because they paint England pink. They do. The English. All right. And that sort of thing. They paint Australia pink too. The English because they consider us part of England. And as soon as you um, paint Australia pink, you know, uh, kind of makes you feel English, you know, even when you're in Australia. And where does that leave the Indigenous Australians? And all that sort of thing. Maps can have a massive effect on um, altering uh, people's automatic reflex realities of what is what in the world. Um, and it can, but by the same token, it can alter our... Um, automatic assumptions, unless we're careful about what has been true in history too. Um, so you look at a map of Italy and you sort of think to yourself, all right, that's, Italian, that's Italy, you know. Um, that's, um, okay, so and you, if you're not thinking clearly, yeah, if you're not paying attention to yourself much, you say, oh, yeah, that used to be, the Roman Empire used to start from there. And it's been, and after that, oh, well, I suppose we had Italy. But there were, but in reality, um, as far as I know, um, in between the Roman Empire and modern Italy, 
there was multiple nations on the Italian peninsula. You know, Genoa and you know, the two Sicilies and Calabria and wherever else. Um, uh, you know, and there'd be, um, yeah, all the other places, you know, wherever Venice is and all that sort of stuff, you know. Um, uh, and, uh, oh, there was a time when Italy took over Abyssinia and drew maps that um, painted, I think Italy likes to paint itself green. Uh, so I think they painted all of Abyssinia green, but they didn't actually kind of manage to colonise the lot. But the fact is they drew the maps as if they had colonised the lot. And they sort of did briefly over Mussolini, you know, with Mussolini and all that sort of stuff. And, um, and that kind of imposed a sort of reality. And I think that still sticks into people's heads now. Oh, yeah, Abyssinia, that was one of Italy's colonies. Um, but, you know, to what extent was it one of Italy's colonies? Like Eritrea was, you know, one of Italy's colonies quite solidly for quite a long time. Uh, but Ethiopia, much less so. That sort of thing. Um, Somalia, yeah, I think it was for a bit. Somaliland, to the north of Somalia, was part of that was British and another part of that was French. Yeah, I think there was a bigger bit to the east that was British and a smaller bit to the west of North Somalia, modern North Somalia, was um, French. And none of this may line up with what all the tribes are around there anyway. And so on and so forth. All right. Um, but, you know, if, if, uh, if a kid uh, is asked to study geography and um, not asked to study history, that kid might get a bit of a warped idea of what geography has been all through the ages. So in order to study geography, you kind of have to study history. And in order to study history, you kind of have to study geography. Um, in order to study either, you kind of need to study human psychology and the way the human brain works, you know, when it interprets inputs such as maps and um, written histories and oral histories. Oh, I'm getting a note here. Yeah, is it is it judging? All right. Is it good? Is it judging? Well done. We're trying to revive an old iPad. Um. So, all right. So, in order to study one thing, you need to study another thing as well. Other, you know, otherwise you're missing things. Um, so in order to study history, you have to study human psychology as well, including groupthink. Uh, you have to study geography. You have to study the um, the way people want, you know, will believe what they want to believe, and all that sort of thing. Um, without thinking it through, in order to study history, for example, I'm sure. You have to be a multidisciplinarian. You know, I bet not only do you have to be, you know, not only should you study in depth things like geography and human psychology, um, you should also study, I bet, even the sciences, uh, such as, you know, well, physics and chemistry and biology, and um, 
and even the pure sciences, if you should call them that, um, maths, for example, what else should you say? You should study geology, you should study theology. If you call yourself, do you call yourself a historian? You know, have you studied uh, geology in depth ever? And if you haven't, well, I'm not sure you're catching all, uh, the essence of all of history as much as we can anyway. History's a bit of a, a leprechaun. If you just study history and if you look at it directly, you're not going to catch it. You have to look away from it and look at geology and psychology and everything else. That'll do.